Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast that covers the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about all the events from July 31st, 2020. And we are going to get started today with the Belgian royal family. Today, miraculously back from vacation, I have no idea how this happened, uh, King Philippe held a meeting with the two political leaders on the formation of the new government in Belgium. So we've talked about this. I think we talked about this two weeks ago um, that Belgium has not had a permanent government in place for, well, I guess now, like, oh boy, like a year? Um... And the government that they have right now was temporarily sworn in during the corona crisis. So Felipe has started, or Philippe has started the um, process of learning about how the formation talks are going. Um, it doesn't look great from what I understand, and there's probably going to have to be another election. Um, but that's what's going on there. So that was really exciting to see the Belgian king out and about. Um, really, you don't see him. You just hear that he's having this meeting. But it was in person. Um, so either they have been vacationing in Belgium or they're not on vacation. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't find out. Um, and so that was an exciting thing. And there's so many events today, I can't even handle it. So we are now going to move on to the British royal family um, and talk about their engagements. So let's go to the British royals. Apparently, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall have started their summer vacation in Scotland. Um, They, well, the Prince of Wales, Charles, today made a surprise appearance at the uh, NHS in for the Highlands, which is in Scotland and near Balmoral. Balmoral is the Queen's summer home, um, and it's located in the Highlands of Scotland. Um, so he went to the NHS to thank everyone for their work during the COVID pandemic. Funnily enough, he wore a kilt to the hospital, which of course makes sense because he's in Scotland. Um, but I laugh every time I see them. I appreciate the culture. I really do. Um, but it is so, it's, it's just so jarring as an American, um, to see a man in a kilt. I think it's so cool, but like for me, it's just a little, like, just different because I'm very American and that is not the way we think about things. Um, so he was in a kilt um, and maintained social distancing, didn't go inside. Everything was held outside um, and stuck with all of the social distancing guidelines. Um, I am looking right now at the pictures because I can't remember if he wore a mask or not. Um, So he does not have a mask on, but I am sure, again, that this is following all um, specific protocol for the region that he's in or whatnot. Um, Like I said, 
I've said this many times, I will continue to say it, Royals are going to abide by whatever regulations the government has set in place for um, social distancing, mask wearing, etc. So that is what was going on today with the British royal family. And I think now we are going to move on to Spain because that is where the bulk of the stuff happened today. So let's go to Spain. Before we get into my review, I hate calling it that, my reflection of the Spanish royal tour, uh, King Felipe did have an event today. Um, He attended a meeting of the um, autonomous community presidents. So there are... I think it's the 17 autonomous communities um, that all have, like, their own presidents. The president of the government was there, um, as well as the uh, president of the Senate um, and some other, like, national officials were present. Um, And so... That's great. (laughs) Um, I haven't read... uh, Today was a day where I haven't done a lot of research. Um, Sometimes that happens where I am busy all day and just, like, don't get a lot of time to research. I've made a point to not let that happen very often anymore. Um, But it happened today. So I, I also just don't think, like, a lot of information was publicized about it um because it is like a super private meeting it does I did hear that I think every single president appeared or came um which is kind of surprising in Spain's political environment right now um and it was held in the uh, autonomous community of La Rioja um and Felipe you know has obviously just seen all of these presidents like he was in Astorius yesterday and then again met with the Astorian president today um But so that was, you know, I'm sure the conversations were really focused on coronavirus and stuff like that, but all speculation, I don't know. Um, So that is what was going on today in Spain. It was also announced yesterday that King Felipe, Queen Letizia, and their two daughters, uh, the Princess of Astorias and Infanta Sofia, will be um, in the... Um, in on vacation in Majorca, which is uh, on the ba- Balearic Islands, um, and this is like the annual vacation spot for the family, um, from the 7th to the 17th. So for 10 days, they'll be on the Balearic Islands. Um, but get this, I'm going to gush a little bit here, because this is, this is what you do in a crisis. Um, they are only taking like a few days of super vacation time, like where they're not doing public stuff. Um, And then the other 10 days or the other seven days of this vacation, they are going to be um, visiting the different islands of the Balearics um, and holding meetings and doing like touristy things there. Um, So I want to talk about this because... I don't know. I'll talk about it later too, of course. But um, when the Spanish royal family goes on vacation in Majorca, it is a 
media zoo. So I decided that I'm only going to talk about the things that Casa Real talks about. Um, like all the official public engagements. So I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but if Casa Real talks about it, you can hear about it on this podcast. If they don't, you can read the tabloids because I'm not going to report on personal, private, family time. I just don't think that's cool. So you can read about it in the tabloids and, um, or, or don't. Let me encourage you not to because that's personal, private time. Um, so that was some news out of Casa Real today. Um, okay, now, reflection time on this tour of the 16 autonomous communities of Spain. Um, Felipe and Letizia did not go to Madrid because they carried out engagements during the confinement in Madrid. Um, so they did not go. That's They obviously live in Madrid. Um, so they didn't include that as part of the autonomous community tour. So I just want to take a few minutes to talk about what I thought of the tour and like good and bad because I have some not great things. Um, but then also like there were things that I loved. Um, I also want to talk about the goal and then, so I'll start with the goal, talk about some of my like personal reflections and then talk about like if they achieved their goal. So the goal of this tour was to do a couple of things. Um, The government of Spain, which is what controls the schedule for the royal household. If you don't know that, that's how royalty works. Um, Specifically, like Spain, the Spanish government sets the agenda for Felipe and Leticia, not Casa Real. So the goal that the Spanish government set for all of this was to promote tourism and to speak with the population um, and representatives of industries that have been working substantially hard during the crisis. Um, So to recognize the impact of these um, businesses and industries. So that was the goal. So they visited, starting on June 23rd, 16 different regions of Spain. Here are the things that I... I'm going to, like, alternate this um, with three things that I loved and three things that, like, didn't go the way I thought they should. Um, As a completely non-Spanish observer. Um, The only angle I'm coming at this from is I am um, a royal watcher, right? Like, that's it. That's all I have. Um, Who likes to dive into the intricacies of what's going on. So, one thing that I loved was how... how well executed things were. Um, And that sounds like such like a ridiculous thing to say, but I loved that it was like scheduled and the schedule was stuck to and 
um, like people were there to say thank you and like I just liked that it pretty much went out off like it did so well like it just went off without like any major complications now there were a couple towards the end um and that's one thing that I didn't like so easy transition there um towards the end of the tour so Spain reopened kind of completely on June 21st um and allowed tourists in pretty quickly after that um And by the end of this tour, so basically a month later, the COVID rates were spiking again. So the environment changed from the very beginning of the tour to the end. Um, So, for example, in Catalonia, um, Felipe and Letizia could not go to Barcelona and therefore only had like one engagement for the day of their tour. Um... And so, like, that became kind of obvious towards the ending, like, bit of the tour. There weren't crowds. There wasn't a lot of um, the walking around bits and pieces because they couldn't. Um, So that's, like, something that I just didn't love. But I also understand. Like, of course, you can't do that with COVID rates spiking. You can't bring masses of people together. I understand. Um... But I just, like, that was noticeable as someone who watched every day what was going on. Um, The other thing that I liked was how well-informed they were. Um, So I talked about this probably in Monday or Wednesday's episode which would have been Tuesday or Thursday's actual episode of the podcast, um, about, like, what kinds of questions they were asking in these meetings. Um, So they were very well prepared for these. They knew what questions to ask. They knew the issues facing the people they were talking to. Like, they were on it. Um, And I loved that. Um, and then the other thing that I didn't like, so the second thing that I didn't like, um, I didn't like how, gosh, how do I want to say this? Some of the things seemed very forced, um, Felipe and Letizia are fantastic at their jobs. But I got the sense, as someone who has been watching every single engagement these two have done since January for this podcast, it just didn't feel as natural. And some of that could be stress and fatigue from everything else going on, plus doing a whirlwind tour of these communities. I think that's so important, but like, some of it just felt like a little bit forced, um, which I didn't love. Um, and then the final thing that I loved, no, 
I'm going to do this in reverse order. So the third thing that I didn't love um, is that the tour kind of got overlooked because of all of the nonsense happening with the former king of Spain. Um, That's like a very personal opinion. But I couldn't read an article about this without seeing the name Juan Carlos. And it bugged me. Um, And so, like, that was, like, the overtone of this whole tour. Um, So I didn't love that. And then the final thing that I just loved was the variety. There were so many different kinds of events. Um, So you had in this, you had the... um, National Innovation and Design Awards. You had a visit to a race car museum and activity center. Um, a visit to a nonprofit that is working with um, people who have cerebral palsy. I mean, like, there were just so many different things. Um, and it felt very diverse towards the end, whereas, like, the beginning, it was really. <laughs> It was a little more scripted in the beginning, Uh, you know, arrive, greet the masses of people, have a meeting with the tourism industry, and then walk on a beach, and then do the same thing again in a different province um, of the same community. So it was just, like, very followable, Um, and they changed that through after the first, like, three places. Um, I mean, you went... They went to monasteries. They saw a show in Extremadura with their daughters. They brought their daughters. That was exciting. Um, I mean, like, there was just so many different things that went so well. Um, so that are, like, those are my thoughts, my personal thoughts on the tour of Spain. Do I think they accomplished the goal of promoting tourism to Spain and thanking and recognizing the people behind the scenes making the country work, which is two questions, right? Like the first goal, did they promote tourism effectively? My answer to that is no. And I hate that. They promoted it to me because I watch them every day. But I'm an American. I can't go to Spain. I cannot go to the European Union right now. Um, And the foreign tourists are not watching. (laughs) Um, And then, like, domestic tourism, maybe they affected it a little bit, but I don't think so. Uh, uh, that was a hard task and then it got bombarded and this goes back to the thing that I hated the most was that this tour all of a sudden took on a whole new meaning of like look how the monarchy functions without Juan Carlos um is it functioning the same what decisions is Felipe gonna make like it just took on a different tone and it it was not about tourism by the end it just wasn't um they highlighted like one tour tourism thing you could do in each community and that's great but like 
I think it affected people who were paying attention, but if you weren't paying attention intentionally, it wasn't getting reported on that much. Um, so I don't think it accomplished that goal. Now, I do think it accomplished the making these behind-the-scene workers feel valued. Um, I mean, and you can see that in every interaction they had with, like, workers on a on a on a banana farm or um at the uh produce co-op like you could see that their questions and their caring like made a difference um or at the canning plant in Cantabria the other day um like people appreciated that they were there seeing what they do um so i think that part absolutely successful so out of 10 I am giving this tour like a seven and a half because it was great. It was very diverse, but I think it was only great if you were paying enough attention. So maybe it's even a little lower, but I I can't do it because I love that tour so much. Um, I got to see them so many times and it was perfect for me, but, um, so that, those are my reflections on the Spanish Royal tour. Um, as well as some other things that the Royals did. You guys, that was so exciting. Um, And so with that, we're going to end this episode for the week. Um, And next week, when we come back on Tuesday, um, if the Royals are still doing things, we'll talk about that. But then, like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, five Royal families that exist currently that I don't talk about. Um, So Monaco, Luxembourg, Japan, Liechtenstein, and probably Bhutan. Um, So we'll talk about all of those in the next week's episode, and then we'll see where we're at from there. Um, So with that, I will talk to you all on Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great one. Bye.